This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible reading. We'll be reading Acts chapter 14 from the World English Bible. In Iconium they entered together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spoke that a great multitude, both of Jews and of Greeks, believed. But the disbelieving Jews stirred up and embittered the souls of the Gentiles against the brothers. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who testified to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. When some of both the Gentiles and the Jews with the rulers made a violent attempt to mistreat and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Laconia, Lystra, Derb, and the surrounding region. There they preached the good news. So, in these first seven verses, we see that when the disbelieving Jews begin to stir up strife, Paul and Barnabas, instead of running, they settled in and stayed a little longer. It says they embittered the souls against them, therefore they stayed there a long time. And so, they decided to respond to this and to continue to teach and to preach and to testify of the grace of God and to be bold. And whenever they testified of him, it said that God testified to them, which I think is a great way of saying it. And he did this by granting signs and wonders to be formed by them. So they were used, performed by them. They were used supernaturally um, and and God confirmed that these were not just ordinary men, but they were sent by him. And eventually the persecution became so intense that they had to flee from death at the hands of their adversaries. They would have been stoned if they had stayed. But as they fled, they went and preached the gospel. Verse 8, At Lystra a certain man sat, impotent in his feet, a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. He was listening to Paul speaking, who, fastening eyes on him and seeing that he had faith to be made whole, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. He leaped up and walked. When the multitude saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voice, saying in the language of Lyconia, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. They called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercury because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Jupiter, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gate and would have made a sacrifice along with the multitudes. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of it, they tore their clothes and sprang into the multitude, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like passion with you and bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to the living God, who made the sky, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who in the generations gone by allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet he didn't leave himself without witness, and that he did good and gave us rains from the sky and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Even saying these things, they hardly stopped the multitudes from making sacrifice to them. And so, as Paul preached, again, just to get a little bit of context, he, he saw a man and that the man had faith to be healed. There are, there are three principal characters, I guess is how we can say it, in healing. Um, certainly, God performs the work, the Spirit, that's the source of healing. Um, also, there needs to be someone who's praying. Sometimes it's someone who's praying for themselves or praying for another. But then finally, there's the element of the faith of the person being prayed for. And so, God, of course, He does His part perfectly. 
often when we pray or we're prayed for, we have to ask the Lord to touch our unbelief and help us to increase the measure of our faith. This man was hearing the word, believing the word, had the faith to be healed. And we see this was demonstrated whenever he was told to stand up. And so he did. He acted on it. Um, After seeing the power of God, the pagan crowd that was there assumed that the apostles must be gods that had come to them in human form. And so they attempted to offer sacrifice. When Paul and Barnabas realized that they were trying to worship them and offer sacrifices to them, immediately they, they put a stop to them, but they began to try to point them to the true God. Verse 19, but some Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But as the disciples stood around him, he rose up and entered into the city. On the next day, he went out with Barnabas to Derbe, to, to Derbe when they had preached the good news to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith that through many afflictions we must enter into God's kingdom. When they had appointed elders for them in every assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they had believed. I I like to study the revival of the book of Acts because I would love to see that revival. And I'm believing we'll see revival in our day like that in many parts of the world are. But what stands out is their impulse to evangelize. Paul couldn't help himself, it seems. Why? They're fleeing from men that wanted to kill them. Uh, he's they're, they're not too far away from where they fled being stoned. And... Paul sees the people in need and he begins to preach and to teach and then performs a miracle. And that miracle created enough of an uproar that the Jews from Iconium found him. And this time they finished the job. They stoned him and then drug his body out of the city. And they assumed that he was dead. The other disciples came and were standing around him. I presume that they were praying or possibly grieving, but they were in a circle around his body when all of a sudden he suddenly rose up. And then we see he was not intimidated by this. Instead, he continued preaching in the region and even returned to Lystra, the city where he was stoned, and to Antioch and Iconium, the cities that he had originally fled from because of the persecution. He went back to strengthen the disciples and to appoint elders to the various assemblies so that the work would continue. And so once again, we're told before they appointed the elders, before they dared to do this, they did it with prayer and with fasting. We see this all the way back to Jesus calling the apostles. You didn't just rush to give someone a position, but there was prayer and fasting and seeking the face of God. In Lystra, and this isn't mentioned specifically yet in the book of Acts, but we'll be introduced to these characters later and they'll play a big part uh, in the later epistles uh, and the unfolding of the New Testament. In Lystra, there was a grandmother and her daughter and her grandson that converted to Christianity. And by the time Paul comes back on a later date, the grandson is already a well-respected leader among the Christians, a well-respected disciple. And so evidently they converted in this first trip. The young man's name, you've probably heard of him. He's got a couple books of the Bible that carry his name. It was Timothy. 
And so um, Timothy, it's interesting that there's a good possibility that he was here and possibly even saw uh, whenever Paul was stoned and saw him raised back up or, or at least was aware at the time as he went about and the way that he lived and served God. And this is going to be important because later Paul's going to write to Timothy and warn him of false teachers and false Christians and the things that men are doing that are deceiving the churches. And Timothy is young, but he has this tremendous responsibility to lead the church. And so Paul reminded Timothy of what he had seen in him. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verse 10 through 14, he told Timothy, he said, You followed my teaching, my conduct, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, persecution and suffering, those things that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. I endured those persecutions. The Lord delivered me out of them all. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you remain in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And so I've wondered why the Lord allows his children to go through some of the things they go through. And maybe Paul being stoned and and all that he went through was preparing Timothy to have the strength for whenever he would be the next generation to carry on this glorious work. We also see Lystra, where this occurred, is in um, an, a region of Galatia, in southern Galatia. And so the Galatians, of course, later had great controversy when... Um, Jewish believers came in and that didn't want to let go of the law and tried to what Paul called perverting the gospel of Christ. And after Paul makes his case, he gets to the end. And in case the argument and the scripture and the logic wasn't enough, he he gives a little personal testimony or appeal. He says, from now on, let no one cause me any trouble for I bear the marks of the Lord Jesus branded on my body. I personally believe he's probably referring to when he got stoned at the founding of this church. And he was saying, you know that I've bled for this. I'm invested in the truth. It's not just an idea. And so uh, uh, so all of this that he went through would later prove beneficial in his future ministry as an apostle to the Gentiles as these churches have to continue to grow and to be established and to carry on the work that he started. Let's go back to our text here in Acts, verse 24. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, from where they had been committed to the grace of the Lord for the work which they had fulfilled. When they had arrived and had gathered the assembly together, they reported all the things that God had done with them and that he had opened a door of faith to the nations. They stayed there with the disciples for a long time. So we see after their many trials, they were able to return to Antioch and report the great things that God was doing. And I like the way it said that through their efforts, he opened a door of faith to the nations. And so to conclude this chapter, let's pray that the Lord would open the door of faith and would use us for that and that one day we would look back and testify of the great things that God did in our time and in our lives. 
Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. I ask that you would open a great door of revival, a great door of faith. I pray that you would restore our nation. But all across this world, Lord, pour out your spirit. I pray here in the Delta, here in our community, I ask that you would bless, that you would open hearts and minds. I want to see you do great things. And I pray, Lord, that you would use me, you would use our church, you would use my brothers and sisters listening to this podcast, that we could be your vessels, that we wouldn't be intimidated, but that we would take testify of you and with your power you would testify of us with the things that you do we're believing for it we're asking it in jesus name god bless you thank you for listening join me again tomorrow for another episode